1: Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for that welcome. You're already way better audience than this week's Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC, (laughs) which was not (laughs) cpac Turns out CPAC really stands for Crazy to Put Up All Those Chairs. The crowd that did attend was mostly rabid MAGA supporters, so it's no surprise the former president got 62% of the vote compared to 20% for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the annual straw poll. So he's either really popular or straw poll voters just voted for the person whose hair looked most like straw. (laughs) The former president... Long walk, but worth it. The former president... (laughs) Used his speech to re-relaunch his 2024 campaign, and it got real creepy real
2: fast. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution.
1: That's pretty harsh. I haven't heard a political speech this dark since H.W. Bush at the 1992 Republican Convention.
2: Read my lips. I'll kill Clinton's
1: dog. (laughs) But it wasn't all terrifying previews of the fascism to come. There was also some silly stuff, like when he said this about the border wall.
2: As you know, I built hundreds of miles of wall. And Biden, they took it away. They actually took it away and they hid it They put it in a hiding area.
1: Yes, they hid it in a hiding area. Where is that, you ask? Well, maybe you could find it in the new MAGA Kids book, Where Wall Go? There you go. (laughs) Of course, it wouldn't be a speech from the former president without some classic mouth whoopsies, like when he tried to go after the Manhattan DA who's investigating him.
2: The racist Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who is presiding over one of the most dangerous and violent cities in the United States.:
1: Yes. The United States, <laughs> also known as the crowded at a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> so pretty embarrassing that he mispronounced the name of the country, but it's not like he did it a second time.:
2: I'll challenge the governors of all 50 states.
1: Yes. Yes, keep coming. Yes. coming. He will challenge the governors of all 50 states, like Alabama, Ipado, Wappington, and. <laughs> the former president also. hi, humpback, humpback, I. Former president also announced his support for a policy that would give tax breaks to new parents living in certain areas. But it got kind of weird. We will
2: support baby boomers and we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty. I want a baby boom. Oh, you men are so lucky out there, you're so lucky. You are so lucky, men. What?
1: Wait, lucky, wait, lucky cause sex? Does he think wives only have sex with their husbands if there's money in Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That would... Okay, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I can see why. The ex-president also wants to make an investment in flying cars. Are his policies being written by an (laughs) eight-year-old? So we have cool, awesome cities, and everybody gets around in a flying car, and there's an awesome tree fort with a slide and all the drinking fountains have chocolate milk in them, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is named official secretary of being my friend for life, and mommy gets money for having sex with daddy. (laughs) And that's what I did this summer. Former Prez may have been the only candidate people cared about, but he wasn't the only candidate who spoke at CPAC. Nikki Haley described the greatest public health emergency we've ever faced.
2: Wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic, hands down.
1: Yes. Wokeness is such a dangerous virus that it apparently killed two thirds of her audience. It's got to be stopped. It's got to be stopped. It's stopped. It's the pronouns. It's the pronouns that killed them. Haley wasn't the only one brave enough to shout nonsense into an empty room. Here's Lauren Boebert complaining about big government in the dumbest way possible.
0: The federal government has become too big. The only three letters that our founding fathers ever thought were necessary are USA.
1: That's a hell of an excuse for not learning the rest of the alphabets. <laughs> The founding fathers, the founding fathers wanted us to be number one. Socialists want you to believe there are bigger numbers like 5-teen and thruple. <laughs> no gathering, no gathering of Republicans would be complete without some good old down-home red meat pandering. Take it away, John, not that John Kennedy Kennedy.
2: What else is the truth? The truth is that God is great BEER IS GOOD, and, AND THE UNITED STATES OF AMERICA IS STAR-SPANGLED AWESOME. DID
1: HE WRITE HIS SPEECH WITH MAGNETIC POETRY? Uh, EAGLES ARE PATRIOTS, GUNS ARE MEN, TRUCKS ARE DEAD, JESUS IS FOOTBALL, AMEN, HIKE. ONE a GOP CONTENDER NOTABLY ABSENT FROM CPAC WAS FLORIDA GOVERNOR RON DESANTIS. DeSantis recently took over the board that controls Disney World's development district, and one of DeSantis' new appointees to that board is former pastor and middle school health teacher pronouncing every syllable in menstruation, (laughs) Ron Perry. Perry is getting some attention for this comment he made in 2022.
2: Why are there homosexuals today? Um, There are any number of reasons. You know, there's estrogen in the water. Uh, From birth control pills. They can't get it out.
1: Obviously, obviously, that is not a thing. But if you are concerned, The Late Show has a new sponsor just for you.
2: Are you worried about tap water turning you gay? Then try Man Water. Man Water! The first bottled water that's filtered through beef jerky and then exposed to straight porn. This water has never cried, or watch Thelma and Louise. Man, water! It was also raised by a cold, distant father that never said I love you. Man, water, water, you waiting for man? Man, water! We got a great show for you tonight. More Show Pacho after this.
1: Folks, I am not just a late show host. I'm also a doctor. Technically, I'm a honorary doctorate of fine arts. But that does allow me to do creative writing on a prescription pad. And I feel, as a doctor, it's my obligation to keep you updated on all matters of your well-being. And my new wellness segment... We'll work on it. There's big news from the FDA. They've put out a proposal to update the current definition of healthy. Is that necessary? We already know what healthy is it's the potato chips with the lighthouse on the bag. You can't feed junk to the grizzled loners who protect our rocky New England shores. Now, specifically, this new FDA rule means that manufacturers will only be allowed to label their products healthy if they contain a meaningful amount of food from at least one of the main food groups. So from now on, all food must contain some food. <laughs> up till now, mm-hmm. up till now, mm-hmm. up till this rule, Marie calendars was mostly just calendar and just a hint of Marie. Obviously, any new labeling that helps us eat healthier is good, but food brands aren't taking this sitting down with a tub of Cool Whip. For instance, Conagro, which accounts for 60% of sales of all products labeled as healthy with their Healthy Choice frozen meals. So if this rule goes through, they're going to have to change the name of Healthy Choice Chicken Linguini to Just Eat It, Mom's at Book Club. <laughs> other food companies, good for Mom, other food companies are also protesting. General Mills, Kellogg and Post say the proposal would exclude more than 95% of breakfast cereals from being labeled as healthy. Well, I can see why they're fighting this. I mean, breakfast cereals already have way too many rules. You want Lucky Charms? You gotta steal them from a leprechaun. <laughs> Tricks are only for those who can avoid a coked-out rabbit. Fruit Loops? Follow a weird British toucan into the jungle where he'll make you breakfast. You want Frosted Flakes? You gotta play basketball with a furry. <laughs> <laughs> Most Most outraged of all might be the American Cheese Society, (laughs) also known as America. (laughs) They are being, they are arguing that being healthy is more than just food. They say, what we eat, how and when we eat, even with whom we eat, and our lifestyle influences what is healthy for a group or an individual. Healthy is a lifestyle that includes exercise, mental well-being, and other aspects beyond food. Adding... CHEESE WHIZ IS PART OF A HEALTHY DIET AS LONG AS YOUR DIET. ALSO CONTAINS A 5K, A THERAPIST, ANOTHER HEALTHIER DIET, AND A WEEPING SPOUSE BEGGING YOU TO PUT DOWN THE spray CHEESE SO YOU CAN, QUOTE, BE THERE WHEN YOUR DAUGHTER WALKS DOWN THE AISLE, DAVE. WE'LL BE RIGHT BACK WITH NICK Kroll. My first guest this evening is a comedian and creator behind Kroll Show, Big Mouth, and the Oh Hello Show. He now stars in History of the World, Part 2.
2: Mud
0: pies! Get your mud pies! Get your mud pies from me, Schmuck Mudman, made with the abject suffering and eczema of the Jewish diaspora. All you need to do is add water. (laughs) Joshi, my sweet son, come, come help me with the family business.
2: Oh, I don't care about the family business, Dad. All I care about is falling in love. And I'll never meet the girl of my dreams if I'm selling
0: mud pies. That's not true. I met your mother selling mud pies. Her father came in, bought one, got absolutely horrible food poisoning, and as punishment, he made me marry his most difficult daughter. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Nick
1: Kroll. (laughs) Lovely to see you. Lovely, Lovely to, see to see you in person. Thank you for the first time in so long, and thank you for being a little springtime. Of into course. The room.
0: Thank you for standing for so long before well, sitting I down. Do. <laughs> if you enjoy it. I could do the entire I would interview. Love you want- know, no, you no, sit. No, thank you. You're no, please. It's your show. Okay, you please sit, and I'll I'll stand much. for the rest I of the interview. I can't believe inter- they sat down. That's so rude. It's of very actually very rude of you guys <laughs> to sit. I thought I was gonna get a standing o that lasted through the entire interview, mm-hmm. but. Here's where we are.
1: <laughs> so last time you and I spoke to each other was in 2020, mm-hmm. near the beginning of uh, the this, COVID, the, the
0: so-called,
1: the so-called, so-called, pandemic. so-called pandemic, the so-called killed Americans yes, by exactly. the millions. Finally, okay. let's talk about it. So <laughs> it's nice to have you in person, and I know a lot has gone on with you in your life since then. Yes, you, you're
0: married. And yes. you
1: have a baby now.
0: I do. I have a uh, no applause. That's the fine. Uh yeah. huh. is, it, yeah. is it just a conversation between friends? You guys yes. are So how's it how's it? Honestly, it's a <laughs> damn nightmare, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's two years old, right? Two years old, yes. I have a two-year-old uh, son, and yes. uh it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was talking to uh a friend uh about history of the world, part two, and I was explaining my character, uh, who, uh, I always build my characters from the name up, uh, Schmuck Mudman, yes. uh, sure. so, it's gotta be my, good. yeah, my theory was, like, you know, there's a lot of stories in, in, uh, like, it, I grew up Jewish, and there's a story a lot of, a lot of Jewish families have that, like, someone in their family had to leave Russia because they killed a Cossack with their bare hands. Sure. Uh, in my case, I was like, oh, I think Schmuck Mudman would be funny if he... Uh, had to leave Russia because he nudged a Cossack to death. Uh, and so Schmuck is a real coward. So I was like, my character's like, I'm a coward. And my two-year-old just sits there, and all of a sudden I just hear from the corner of the room, he just goes, I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's the legacy I want to leave. You know That I mean? first words, not before mom or daddy. Right? No, he said, daddy's a coward. <laughs> So, but it's about it's about inherited generational trauma. Sure. And what's your parenting style like? Are sexy, you? Sexy. Sexy dad. Sexy, sexy dad. Sexy dad, that's a lot of pressure. It is, but it's, you know, like, I'm a dilf, you're a dilf, you know, like I uh, think of myself more as a zaddy than yeah, a dilf. But you know. Okay. But also you're 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 somewhat well known for your Catholicism, so I'm gonna call you a caddy, if that's okay. <laughs> a a, a Catholic, caddy. A Catholic, Catholic, I'd like to. Oh, no. That's a kitty. Okay, it's a kitty. <laughs> a kilf? A kilf. A kilf. A, kilf. a, a, kilf. a Catholic I'd like to <laughs> Yes, okay, so that's great, it. Great. Yeah. And you're a jilf. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Finally. You were raised a jilf. I was raised you were a jilf. raised <laughs> a jilf. I was raised... <laughs> <laughs> are you... Let me ask you something. Do you... Do you uh, are, are you do orthodox? Are you, are you an orthodox jilf? <laughs> or I are am you... a... No, I am a modern... Or <laughs> I am a... <laughs> I'm an N.P. jilf. I'm a non-practicing Jew I'd like to f- Wow, that's good. That's why you have a full-length mirror. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> I have no you idea if any of this is going to make it to all make a lot it of fun. In. It's a lot of fun. Uh, okay, but, yes, so no, sexy
0: but, dad. Sexy dad. Uh, you're a sexy dad. You've been a sexy dad for a minute. Oh, my kids are, like, already, you know... Are you a gilf? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you look forward to the day when you will be uh, sure,
1: a, absolutely, no yeah. pressure on any of the kids, but no, it's guys, absolutely no, no, but my I got like a twenty seven a twenty four and a twenty one okay, you know they're 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 six and stuff they're huge <laughs> they're,
0: they're big, yeah, they're, they're, big. Tall, they're, they're, they're tall they're tall people they're tall but that like, doesn't they, decide when they're gonna procreate, but no, what I'm saying is they're not two, they're not two no, I don't think they're I terrible I do not they're too. yes. And I don't think my son has children yet.
1: We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Nick Kroll, everybody. Stick around.
0: Look at that. We're back with the star
1: of History of the World Part 2. America's number one JILF, Nick Kroll. <laughs> Uh, the new series is called History of the World Part Two. Obviously, it's a sequel to
0: History of the World Part One from yes. 1981. Yes. After 42 years, why is now the time to troll? <laughs> Finally, 42. There should always be 42 years between sequels. <laughs> the next History of the World Part Three will come 42 years from now, which is 2020.
1: <laughs> I lay, that we'll yeah, lay, that, yeah. lay that in later. Let's lay that in later. There you go. With, well, look with, at this. Some of your cast in the great yes. Mel Brooks right there. Yes, in this, in this is.
0: Yes. Come on. What uh, was it like meeting him for the first time? Uh, uh, what was it like meeting him for the first time? I mean, I, I've met Mel. A few, I call him Mel, by the way, because wow. we're, we're dear friends. Because, wow. like, me and Mel and Marty get together. Uh, Mar- Marty... Martin Skrelly, I should say. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. 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 Marty... Marty, Marty Skrelly. Sh- Marty Mar- Martin, Sh- Martin Sh... Martin Shkreli. You got it. Uh, I'll, I'll... I'll... I'll recut so you can... Actually, use this now. So,
1: um, definitely leave that
0: in. Yeah, please. please. We got that in. Yeah, good. That's in. in. Yeah. It made the cut. Okay, great. Yeah. They edit in real time. You guys don't realize this. And this is all so, uh. We are taking out all the racist stuff he said, right? Yeah. We're taking
1: all that. We're taking all the racist stuff.
0: Can we deep fake in the racist stuff with Stephen? Sure. Sure. You just need to straight. Okay. Can I go? Is this your? Okay. Which is? Okay. So this, okay. So we just gotta get his face still, and then we can put in all this stuff Mm -hmm. about the Catholics and the Jews. That sounds good. Okay, Okay, we got it. Okay, so So, you and Marty, me and Marty. uh, Mel, I met Mel Brooks uh, is my hero. Like, genuinely, the (laughs) truly, like, um, it is a genuine. uh, It's like a. Truly a highlight of my life that I got to get a call from him to, to sure. help him make this show. Uh, and I owned History of the World Part One on VHS. I own all of his movies on, like, uh, uh, Young Frankenstein, The Producers. You couldn't have seen History of the World when it came out. You're too young, right? I was, I was technically too young, but I was able to procure a trench coat. And, and <laughs> stack fucking, yourself onto other toddlers? <laughs> yes, onto other toddlers. And we got into the film. And, yeah, uh, Gregory Hines amazing Gregory Hines is amazing in the film uh, Dom Delaware, I mean, Madeline Kahn Con- I mean, Mel- truly, Con. Mel Brooks is my True comedic uh, Hero, and so when I got the call To be a part of the show It was a highlight to just even Have that moment mm-hmm. uh, And it was, my-, my brother showed me all of his movies When I was w- very, very young was- He showed me uh, all those movies And then he also showed me The Exorcist when I was five <laughs> And so it was a wow. real moment in my life where I, I could have gone either way. I could have gotten into comedy or demonic possession. <laughs> and I think I made the right choice. Mm. And, but working with Mel has been really one of the true highlights of my life, and, and I got to ask him questions throughout the process. Oh, like, wow. You know, like, what did you... What, like, you know, in your show of shows, what was the lunch order, you know? And he was... Oh, my God. You know, that like... Is, I would love to know. And it was, it was a turkey sandwich with one slice of pastrami... Because you need a you need a little something, and it, that's not his order now. That's when he was a young guy doing your show of shows. I don't want to get into. I can't reveal that. What his order is now? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Because they could track him based they on his order. They can track him. You know yeah. how the deep state is. You know. <laughs> You know how they are. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Uh, no, but it was—it was a true. Uh, That's fantastic. But doing the show and, and it's with with Ike Barinholtz and Wanda Sykes, and we have an two insane two wonderful people and 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 an insane cast of people, uh, all of whom are massive fans of Mel Brooks. Want to carry on that tradition? If you haven't watched his movies, I highly recommend. Is that cool for me to just promote his other 1,000%. films? Thousand percent great. So, <laughs> if you haven't. Um, uh, the Producers, Spaceballs, History of the World Part 1, uh, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, the list goes on. To be or not to be. To be or not to be, 12 Chairs. Uh, he's like he's a genius, and, I, and we're all here doing comedy, in some part because of what the foundations that Mel laid for us. Uh, and, and to do this show, which I think is an updated version of what, we, what he was doing in a current-day context, uh, we, a, a truly amazing cast. It was one of the great honors of my life to do this for... Can for I tell
1: you, the, the the only time i met Mel, Mel, Mel Brooks was amazing. I was out at the Emmys, and I'm, I'm leaning over at the bar. Yeah, exactly, like that. And Dick Cavett comes by. And Dick Cavett goes, do you want to meet Mel Brooks? And I said, yes, Dick. And then he goes, then come with me before one of us dies. <laughs> and I went and met Mel. It was the most amazing and it experience. is. And he's 96, yeah, and yes. he's
0: still funny. Yeah. He showed up at the premiere, and we didn't know if he was going to come or not. And then they left a car out front of his house. (laughs) And he came. Which just goes to prove, if you leave a car out for somebody, like, (laughs) they'll probably show up. You know what I mean? Sure, you Uh, would. Yeah, and and he he came and he talked about the weather. And it was so funny. He has jokes in the... He has, like, when you talk to Mel Brooks, where he, he still has bits that he's like, I have an idea. It's at the signing of Appomattox. And Robert E. Lee signs the treaty, and then he gets up, and he's got his sword, and then he turns, and he knocks three of his soldiers in the balls. <laughs> and he's got these jokes that he've had, he's had ready to go for, like, 40 years. There's, like, a vault of Mel Brooks alts that didn't get in. That How w- many of the jokes end
1: with knocking three guys in the balls? Because <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that all well, night Well, that's
0: long. what he's pitching for the end of our segment. Great. So... <laughs> when you see one more guy... Nick, it's so lovely to see you. Thank you for having me, Steven. we could talk all night, but... Uh, I gotta, no, let's I'm, do it. Jim Hines. <laughs> Hines. Hines. Oh, Himes. Jim H- Representative Hines, I'm so sorry. Please be... Please be good on the Central Intelligence Committee. We need your help. You, you're not from Connecticut, are you? You're, no, I'm not no, from Connecticut. Oh, fine, he's a Connecticut guy. Yeah, yeah, Connecticut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first two episodes of History of the World Part Two, are streaming now on Hulu. That's Nick Kroll, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube
2: channel for more clips and exclusives.